Hello, Tile friends, and welcome back to another episode of Tile Money. This is the podcast where we discuss the business of being a tile contractor. My name is Luke Miller, your host, and I am on a mission to help you help tile contractors everywhere to grow profitable, sustainable businesses. This is good for you. This is good for the communities you work in, live in, and this is good for the tile industry at large. I truly hope this is benefiting for you. Thank you to so many of you who are reaching out and letting you letting me know that this podcast is helping you. Thank you for the five-star reviews on Yelp. Uh, excuse me, not Yelp, but uh, iTunes. Thank you for the five-star reviews on my Facebook page. It means a lot. It's helping. I, I truly appreciate it. Today's episode, we've got a great episode. Today's episode is sponsored by the NTCA. Yes, the National Tile Contractors Association. They back this podcast because they want to see tile contractors everywhere succeed. They believe in my mission and they can see that it's working. Uh, you know, they're the oldest and largest association that I know of anywhere, really, especially North America, you know, where they are. And, and they're dedicated to tile contractors. You know, the, the folks the, the contractors who are NTCA members that I meet and talk to, these are some of the, this is the largest, you know, in, in my opinion and my knowledge, this is the largest organization of professional tile contractors that you can have access to. The type of people who have very uh, successful businesses, some of them are smaller, but yet very profitable and successful. Some of them are some of the largest companies in North America. And when you join the NTCA, you get access to these people. You go to their events, you go to things like TSP this fall, and you talk to them about business, you talk to them about their struggles, you can phone call them, you know, phone, phone away and get business advice for people who sometimes have generations of, of knowledge of operating and owning tile installation businesses. So whether you're wanting to have a smaller business, very profitable, whether you're wanting to go into, you know, uh, commercial work, or residential, whatever the case might be, you're gonna find help within the NTCA. So I highly recommend you check it out. If you haven't checked out the NTCA and considered joining, you might wanna, you definitely wanna do that. So so listen, in today's episode, we've got a, a great episode, kind of a different format here, a little bit longer. I've been doing some longer episodes. Let me know if you're liking the longer format. Today, I actually interviewed three different podcasters. These guys are all talking about either flooring or tiles specifically and i wanted to know why they started their podcast what helped them to do that what they hope to accomplish with their podcast and really one of my driving thoughts and i talk about it a lot is how a podcast could actually generate leads for a local tile installation business like yours i think you know that thinking about these different marketing tactics is really really opportunity there's a lot of opportunity right now because listen I talked to these three guys. I have a podcast for a diff slightly different reason. Of course, I'm talking to you, the tile contractor. Uh, there's maybe one more podcast that I know of, Dr. Fred Houston. So we've got maybe five tile podcasts in the world. And so the opportunity is there. And especially on a local market, you could you know, be seen. And I, I, I hope today's, uh, I, I know you're going to benefit from today's interviews. We talked about other marketing tactics as well. We talked about their business. So I hope this helps you start to think outside the box when it comes to telling your company's story. So enjoy today's episode, friends. All right. Welcome back to another Tile Money Live in the Tile Money Facebook group. 
Uh, we've got a great lineup today. So today we are going to be talking about how to create your own podcast and the reasons why a, a tile contractor or a contractor would do that, right? So why would anybody, you know, want to create their podcast? What are the benefits? Uh, how do you do it? Is it easy? Is it simple? Is it hard? You know, uh, what gear do you want to use? Uh, so all those questions and more are going to be answered today. And if you can't watch this uh, live today, uh, feel free to tune in next week to the podcast where we will we will actually have this replayed. So you can you can just grab an app on your cell phone, on your smartphone, and listen to all the podcasts. We've got about 100 podcasts right now, and uh, they are just packed full of business information. A lot of interviews with, with great tile contractors, a lot of business people, a lot of marketing professionals. We've been focusing on marketing, and I really want to run with this topic here uh, because marketing is one of the key aspects here going forward and always has been for a business to be successful. So that's really why I am talking so much about marketing in this day and age. And if you have a comment, feel free to throw the comment in the in the in the uh, thread here wherever you're watching this on on Tile Money Facebook group. Um, I also started a watch party in Global Tile Posse. So wherever you're watching this just throw a comment up and what I can do is uh is uh, display it and then answer a question or, or whatever you have to say, you know, um, someone mentioned yesterday, you know, they have a real estate friend who is doing this successfully. He's a podcaster. He has guests from the community that are business owners and overall run home hitters. So it worked well for him. So he said, uh, regarding the podcast thing, a real estate professional is doing this. It, it's working for their business. You know, um, it's not a separate business, but it does help to market his real estate business. And I believe and know to be true that a tile contractor, a remodel contractor can do the same exact thing um, very successfully. So I, uh, I want to encourage all of you to think outside the box when it comes to marketing. Um, it's doing this kind of stuff that is really going to uh, put you over, you know, get, get you uh, in front of the right audience and um, get you uh, seen as the professional, the marketing or, or the tile setter, you know, contractor professional in your area. And that's why this is such an important topic. Uh, so we're going to get to our first interview here with Anthony Moses. Anthony has a, a podcast himself as well as a, a tile installation bu business. Um, Anthony's a great guy uh, doing great things. Um, and, and you're really going to appreciate what he has to say here. He's got some great advice. Um, later, we're going to hear from Kyle Hyden. Hyden Kyle's got, a, a, again, a flooring business, a podcast, and we're going to hear from him and, and how it's helping. Then we're going to hear from Jed Johnson, who actually just started a podcast. He's a couple episodes in, and I'm, I'm really excited to talk to Jed. And so these are just uh, a few of the people doing podcasts. There's others. Um, you know, Fred, uh, Fred does a podcast, uh, Dr. Fred, um, the Tile and Stone Show, and, and that's definitely worth uh, checking it out as well um, because Fred is uh, getting leads and, and work from his podcast. He's been at it actually longer than me. So if, if nobody is listening to that show, um, you want to go check that out. So um, thank you for, for commenting here. I can't see your name uh, unless you go and register with, with the link that's uh, in Tile Money there. But uh, thank you for being a fan. And it's, it's my pleasure to do this kind of stuff. I know, you know the reason I started Tile Money and continue to do Tile Money is to help uh, my Tile contractor friends out. Uh, because I, I just believe that um, more needs to be done, not less. And we need to talk and have these conversations. And especially now, we need to build each other up and, and help each other out um, running our businesses and uh, making a good living because this is such a great trade. So um, 
we're actually getting together later today at the Tile Nation sessions. This is a unique networking event. Not It's different than Facebook. It's different than Instagram, different than Zoom, uh, different than anything you probably experienced before, unless you've been to one of the Tile Nation sessions. So tonight at six o'clock Eastern time, join us Wednesday, May 6th, six o'clock Eastern time, join us. And I can share that link uh, for you. If you need it, let me know. I'll, I'll get you that link. But if you go to thetilenation.com, you're going to be able to find that link. So thetilenation.com and, and join us. Uh, best experiences definitely on a laptop computer. You can do it on a phone with a Chrome browser. Uh, you definitely need to go into your actual Chrome browser, though, or Safari and, and to make that happen. All right, that's enough talk. Let's get into this first interview with Anthony Moses and check out what Anthony's doing and see what he has to say. I'm looking forward to this one. All right, Anthony, thanks for joining me. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah, enjoying uh, enjoying the sunny weather down here in Florida. And slowly they're they're releasing us from our homes. So that's good. Yeah, here, here in uh, Baton Rouge is... Just from being able to keep working, it seemed like it never stopped because traffic is always moving. Oh, is that right? Always. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, again, thank you for for being on this episode today. You know, why don't you introduce yourself, where you're at, your name, your business name, what what you're up to over there. All right. I am Anthony Moses. I'm the owner of Simply Intricate Designs. We are the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge. This is my opinion. I always say it. This is my opinion, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, we specialize in, in all types of flooring. We do uh, custom showers, do, do custom backsplashes. Uh, I refer to uh, my company as the artist of installation because we like to design. We like to do the really cool custom type stuff. So that's who we are. Um, been in business for three years now, and things are going pretty good for a third year in business. I'm I'm making a profit, so. Well, that's good. It's good to make a profit for sure. Yeah. And that always puts a smile on my face when you, you you go right into we are the number one flooring contractor. I I mean, hey, if you didn't believe that, you know, we would have a problem, right? <laughs> I mean, some people some people actually gave me gave me a little uh, slack about uh, putting it out there, but again, it's my opinion and. I should look at my business as the number one flooring contractor. I and then it's a it's a marketing tool for me. Even if, if you if you disagree, the only way you be able to find out is if you research me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it's it's good to have a, a strong opinion, a good strong opinion about yourself. And even if someone disagrees, like you said, it's a good marketing tactic because they're gonna they're still talking about you, right? Right. <laughs> Um, so thanks for that introduction. And I know you also do a, a podcast of your own. What's your podcast called? Uh, my podcast is the floor masters podcast. You can find it on, uh, all podcast platforms. Um, the floor masters podcast is based for pretty much homeowners and business owners that just want to get some information on the installation process, whether that's products, uh, procedures, how to's and how nots, um, all those things that go into floor installation custom showers, kitchen backsplash, remodels, things like that. Okay. Okay. Very cool. So what gave you that idea to, to start that? Um, and, and, and why did you start that podcast? Um, I, I got the idea from listening to the contractor fight uh, from Tom Reaver's uh, podcast. Um, this was maybe, maybe a year, a year ago. 
I was on my way to a training. I was riding to Arkansas and I was listening to, you know, just some podcast episodes. And uh, on the episode, he was always talking about how how to position yourself as the leader in, in your industry and uh, just content marketing. So I'm big on doing videos and taking pictures in on, on my projects. So I considered it and I, I started it. I was like, you know what? Um, I, had, I had a little downtime from not not uh, booking jobs for a while. Yeah. So I said, I might as well make use of this time and and make myself stronger for when I do start booking those jobs. So I started it and I think I'm on episode 19 now. Probably, I, yeah, I'll be posting episode 20 tomorrow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of a lot of podcasts don't make it past like three or four or five episodes. So that's a that's you know it's not easy uh, keeping at it. You know, um, so that's testimony to to you. And um, I love the fact that you started it for marketing purposes, marketing your business. Really, you know, you want to be that professional, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's 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 the way I looked at it. Is uh, I mean. Like blogs, there are blogs out there. We we do we do content marketing as far as taking pictures on our projects, um, doing videos, doing customer reviews. So it's just a, it's just another avenue to to market your company. Yeah. Um. Of course, you can make it uh, about what you want us to to make it about, but it's just more content to give to your customers or potential customers to say, hey, look, you don't you don't feel like reading, go check out our podcast. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Um, and I think, you know, that is a good comparison. You know, it's it's like the blogs um, of today, you know, really. Or it's just another tool, you know, like videos, audio, you know, written words. So I, I, how did you go about getting started? What were there obstacles? You know, how, what tools were you using to get, get yourself going? Um, I'm trying to remember. It's actually, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm so horrible at remember names um the guy that helped tom start his has okay. a website and it's pretty much like i just followed the blueprint uh got the equipment this microphone that i'm using right now um and I, I already had editing skills from from editing my videos yeah so as far as the the process of doing it wasn't too hard um i got an account with uh lipson mm-hmm. and i got started and i mean it, it really wasn't too much to it. I think I went on uh, Canva to make my to make my cover uh, photo for for the podcast. So it wasn't it wasn't it was pretty easy. To be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Once 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 I got it started, um, it's just about being consistent and posting it. But yeah, yeah. The process of getting it started wasn't too hard. That's cool. That's cool. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not it's not too hard at all. Just start with what you got and, and you even, you know, is that a USB mic? You is that what you have? Yeah, this is this is USB mic. The Sure MV five one. I've heard a lot of good things about it. And, and what's nice is it's it's plug and play. Plug it right into your computer and yeah. uh, put your earphones on and uh, make a few small adjustments maybe. But it it sounds good and, and your podcast always sounds good. Um, what Benefits have you experienced over over the course of those twenty episodes? I mean, I I don't think I've landed a job from it, but uh, I do know uh, I I hear people that I've worked with, I've uh, been working for, that are mentioned like, hey, on you, 
aren't you supposed to be uh, recording a podcast today? So I know that people are listening. So uh, it, it lets me know that people are, one, uh, paying attention to what I do. And then, two, have the opportunity to actually learn something because every episode is is to, to give some type of information. Um, so just, just the ability to uh, share that knowledge with other people and then to connect with uh, some amazing people mm. that are that are on uh, guests on my show now, like making networking with people, just building a relationship is is huge because it's just more people I can call on. Yeah, that without the podcast, I probably wouldn't have had the relationship for a project. Let's say I ran into an issue on a project. I just talked about this with with Luke last week. I can call him up and say, "Hey, look, I got this issue. Can you help me out?" So, yeah. So it's it's multifaceted benefits, really. What what you're experiencing so far, you know, even even 20 episodes in, you're experiencing, you know, networking, relationship building, um, and then authority too, right? Because right. If, if some people are in, in your local local area are saying, "Hey, shouldn't you be recording a podcast?" Like they're, I mean, you're building authority, and even though maybe they they didn't hire you today i mean they might you know you're you're staying in front of them on a right. regular basis so that's that's really cool are you going to use it to interview um local people that you may want to work with or that may be networking with other local business owners oh yeah i mean it's 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 the opportunity uh in that area to interview people in the same community with me yeah. that have uh have some kind of uh, association with, with flooring. Like uh, I have an episode that's coming up that's going to be with the glass company. Um, I can interview my vendors where I get flooring from. Um, and it, it'll give the listeners that much more information because they might be listening to it for, uh, to, to hear me. But now just from having a guest on the show, they can say, Oh, well, you know what? Now I know where to go get glass from. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an opportunity to 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 cross promote and continue building those relationships. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. awesome. Well, what other types of marketing are you doing? I mean, I see your you know you've got your your logo on your shirt. Uh, I I've seen your truck, very nice looking truck. Yeah. Uh, what what else are you doing marketing wise? Um, I just got another another shipment uh, of new T shirts. I'm always I'm always color coordinating everything with my my company colors, like from gloves, mm. tools. I only buy Milwaukee tools now because they go with my company colors. Like I look at everything as uh, branding and marketing. Um, I send customers appreciation bags. Like I have coasters, I have stickers, I have t-shirts and hats that after a project, I can say, hey, you know what? This is an amazing project. I'll leave you with uh, just a gift bag showing my appreciation for you trusting me to be on the on the job. Uh, my truck is one thing. Um, I'm always doing videos on, on my Facebook page, always doing videos. I have a uh, micro four thirds camera that I can I can shoot some 4K videos and edit videos and final cut, make them look really professional. Like if you if you were to go to my Facebook page, uh, I do customer reviews after the job and people will be like, um, who did your your commercial? Mm. And I'm always thinking like it's not a commercial, it's just a video. <laughs> but 
it's the quality of 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 a television commercial, and I can avoid the expense. Yeah, I do it myself. So. That's cool. How'd you learn that? Just DIY type stuff, just research. It 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 came along with uh my my love for comedy. Um, I would edit skits, and mm-hmm. I it just transferred over to the business. Like, well, I'm already doing it, so I'll just take my camera out, mm-hmm. shoot something at a project, edit it real quick. And make that content. It's always you always have to be pushing out content, even if it's uh, just a picture, like daily, some something to to show yeah. people that uh, one that you're still doing something, and then two that you know what you're talking about. So, do you have you pushed any of those videos out on on paid advertising like Facebook? I have uh, done some uh, some 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 paid advertising. And I I mainly do it when I see it's a video that's getting like a, a big response. Some videos that people are, are like it and they you know they just look over it. But yeah. some videos have really got like big responses. So those are the ones that I usually uh, pay uh, pay for for advertising because people are already looking at it. That makes sense. So if people are are looking at it longer or are making lots of comments and and you know stuff like that. You'll pay. You'll pay on a Facebook ad. Yeah. That work out in in your favor. I mean, you know, can you directly? Do you have a return on that investment that you can justify? Or I don't. I I I would say I would. Um, because between between uh the place that I get my materials from and between my videos, a lot of people see me uh on Facebook. Like a lot of people see me on Facebook. Somebody might walk up to be like, "Hey, I saw your video," and I'm always trying to. Decide, uh, figure out was it the comedy video <laughs> or was it flooring video? Yeah. But um, I I think I've I probably doubled, yeah. tripled, who knows on what I what I spent on advertising. Sure, sure, yeah, it's not that expensive, right? No, a few dollars there. I mean, it could be, but I always have a max. Like, I'm only gonna spend so much. Yeah. So, is that a boost? Are you boosting it, or are you actually doing an ad? Um, I've done both. Okay. I've done both. All right. Very cool. So a couple more questions. Uh, you're in the flooring business and showers and, and really, you know, custom stuff. What's, what's exciting to you right now in this industry? To me right now, um, I'm, I'm starting to do some scribes, uh, just playing around with different designs. I think the design portion is exciting to me. Uh, just going off of what the customer wants sometimes can be a little boring, but I think the design portion is, is exciting to me. I'm uh, at the point where I'm about to have the ability to give renderings and drawings. And that's another, another area for me that I can market because it's like no, no foreign company is doing drawings of their bathroom, Mm -hmm. at least not in my area, but The design portion is, is, I think it's always been exciting to me, but just, just scribes, uh, envelope floors, those kind of things are, that's what gets me going right now. I'm always, I, I always like being in showers. Like I, I just got a love for being in showers. Yeah. Being, being on your knees on the floor can get old, yeah. uh, real quick, but being in the shower, making it, making it custom and just transforming those spaces. That's, that's where it's at for me. 
Right on, right on. I like that. I like that. It looks sounds like you're pushing the envelope. You're you're constantly yeah. making improvements. I like that. I tried. I was on the job site today, and just because of what I uh what I learned on the uh, NTCA website, like I can't. I I had to do it that way. It was like you know what? I have the knowledge, and I'm like I can't. I can't look over this anymore. Yeah. Once you, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's a two edged sword, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right on man well listen where can people find you if they want to listen to the podcast if they want to catch your your facebook um videos that you're making um if you want to catch me on facebook we are simply intricate designs llc number one flooring contractor if you want to just hit the tag it's at it's simply intricate uh on instagram we are simply intricate designs at simply intricate designs if you want to listen to the podcast, look up the Floor Masters podcast. Like I said, we're on all floor masters, I mean, on all on platforms for podcasts. And or you can check out the website, simplyintricatedesigns.com. That's where we at. You can't miss us. Uh or you can go to YouTube and find us on the Simply Intricate Designs channel. Nice. I like it. I like it. Multiple platforms, good man. Uh, are you looking for interviews? You wanna, you wanna ask, you know, where if people wanted to do an interview with you, can they reach out and, and ask? Oh, them? absolutely. Um, I do not remember the email, but you can email the the business email. Find um, you. If you want to yeah. be a guest on the Floor Master Podcast, we have something that you can, uh, if you can, you can share with the people some information that you can share with the people. Uh, you can email me at s i d l l c at yahoo.com. And then we can set up a time. We can get you on the show. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Anthony. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your knowledge. And um, uh, there's a lot of good marketing tips in this last uh, 20 minutes. So I know people are going to benefit from that. Yes. Like this. That's it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not doing it today. Oh. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Have All right. Thank day. you. Appreciate you. Later. All right. That was a great interview with Anthony. Anthony, thanks again for sharing. Obviously, we recorded that yesterday. Anthony's a firefighter, and he had a, a couple scheduling conflicts. Of course, he's got a very busy schedule there, undertaking a lot. But the next interview is, is live. We've got Jed Johnson up next. And Jed just recently started a podcast, um, so I'm excited to talk to Jed and see why he why he talked why why he uh, started that podcast and, and how he did it and all those same questions. So uh, uh, let's bring Jed up right now. Hey, Jed. Luke, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really good. How are you today? Doing wonderfully. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's my pleasure. It's my very, very uh, sincere pleasure. It's, it's, a, it's a subject that obviously I'm passionate about, you know, the podcasting world, tile, you know, everything involved. And, and you're a guy who's doing both now. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're at in the world, what you do, uh, who you work for, stuff like that. Yeah. So my name's Jed Johnson. I am a sales rep for Laticrete. I live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, I've been in the industry. I'm third generation in the tile industry. So, you know, I guess I was in the industry when I could push a broom, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So when, how long have you been working for Lady Creek? Uh, two years now, just over two years. Okay. Okay. How's it going? Do you like it? I love it. Uh, yeah. Our, our leadership is really great. They give us a lot of freedom to 
uh, start podcasts <laughs> and That's stuff cool. like that. So yeah, it's, it's been a really cool experience so far. I'm, I'm very happy. All right. Well, let's jump right into the podcast. Uh, yeah. why, why the heck would you start a podcast? I mean, you got a solid job. Yeah. So the reason, the reason I want to start a podcast was I have heard these stories and I get to talk to a lot of um, really great installers in my area. So I know the plight and, and some of the struggles that a tile contractor goes through because my grandpa was a tile contractor. My brother was a tile contractor. My dad was a tile contractor. And I get, I was as well, less, less than an extent though. So I understand a lot of the, um, a lot of the struggles that a tile contractor goes through and all these solutions that these, you know, really great guys in my areas, uh, have come up with. I want to share those with as many people as I could and, and basically help people make business decisions, um, in yeah. their area. Yeah. So you just wanted to talk tile and, you know, bring, you know, bring people knowledge and, and share that wealth, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not a Laticrete commercial. I don't think I've, I think I mentioned that I work for Laticrete, um, during the first podcast, but other than that, it's, it's nothing to do with, with like Laticrete products or anything like that. Sure. Very cool. Very cool. So this is a hundred percent all you, um, very cool. So, so how did you do it? How did you like, was it, was it hard? What, what tools Maybe. are you? It was pretty easy, actually. Um, I kind of have a tendency of of having an idea and just like going at it, kind of half cocked a little bit. So I, I kind of, yeah. So I decided I wanted to do it one day, and uh, I, I did some googling on um, basically how to do it. I'm I run an Apple computer, so it's really easy to edit podcasts on GarageBand. So I just watch a couple YouTube videos. I mean, it all in all is probably an hour or two hours of, of just kind of trying to figure it out and then i bought i wanted to start a podcast for like just me and my friends to make dumb jokes or whatever on so i already had like a little mic so you bought the mic okay you had the mic the mic yeah not expensive like a usb mic or something like that Mm -hmm. exactly very cool cool. just off amazon yeah and and what other tools are you are you using to get that thing up on the internet interwebs so uh i'm going through the um i'm going through podbean right now uh-huh. Um, and I just, uh, submitted my podcast to Apple podcasts, uh-huh. um, yesterday. So I'm sure that that will be, um, approved soon. Um, but yeah, basically I'm, I'm promoting it through social media, my pa- my Facebook page, local group pages. Uh-huh. Very cool. Very cool. Have you seen a, a pretty good response? What's the experience been like so far? Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of really good responses. I think, uh, I think it's been really interesting to hear people's feedback. Um, and it's, it's been going well so far, you know, obviously I'm, I'm my own worst critic. So I get frustrated whenever, you know, the audio is not very good or whatever, but I've just been interviewing people through zoom, just really easy, you know, really easy, real simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a tool I use a lot is is zoom conference calls, uh, before anybody knew, you know, people, everybody knows what zoom is right now. So it's a lot easier to introduce it. Of course I had to switch things up and start using a new program here, but, uh, (laughs) exactly. No, this is cool. Actually. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so, uh, you know, some of your family's still contractors, correct? No, actually. So, and that's another, that's another reason why I wanted to start this podcast. My dad actually injured, injured his back, okay. um, doing tile work. Um, so he doesn't do it anymore. And my brother actually works for Laticrete. Okay. So he works for Laticrete as well. Very cool. Very cool. 
Okay. Got it. So um, could you see a contractor business benefiting from starting a podcast? I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know that, uh, you know, I don't know if you're going to just be able to throw out a podcast to the world and just kind of expect to get jobs from it. Right. I think what it could do, though, is it could allow you to say, you know, hey, here's my Facebook page. I have a podcast. I have a well-respected network. So, you know, that's why you should go with me. It's a, it's a value added thing. So I could see it. I could see it being useful. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And, um, it, it is like you say, it's, it's not something that you're going to start doing and all of a sudden start landing, uh, you know, uh, big jobs, uh, things of this nature. Um, but it is, it is something that you can easily, you know, um, put towards your, you know, resume, so to speak, our professional, you know, the way we, you know, appear to the, to the world. Wouldn't you think so? Absolutely. Yes. So really a lot of, you know, and a lot of contractors I see on Facebook pages all the time, you know, they're complaining about pricing or, you know, what to charge on a job or, you know, questions about that. To me, whenever you own your own tile contracting business, you have to wear a lot lot of hats. Um, I think a lot of people are really comfortable with wearing the like actual tile installer hat, which is, very important, but you also have to accept that you need to wear a accountant hat to some extent. You need to wear um, all sorts of hats, and a really, really important hat that you need to wear is the sales hat. You know, whenever you're whenever you're in somebody's home, you know, estimating a job for them, this is a major investment for a lot of people. You know, if it's a shower or whatever, you know, it's thousands of dollars. So we need to ex- realize that and. Um, and make sure that the customer is comfortable with, with what we're offering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very big investment. And so, um, like you said, you know, you have to, you have to, you know, have a sales game. You have to kind of be ready to, uh, present yourself and, and sell the customer because I like how, uh, someone recently, uh, told me Logan Schinholzer, um, has a podcast and he was talking mm-hmm. here last week and he said, you know, you're not just competing against two other contractors. You're actually competing against whatever else those people want to buy. It could be a TV, could be a car, you know, could be, you know, a, a bunch of stuff really. So yeah. you're competing uh, for their dollars uh, th- for, from the whole world, really. I mean, from the whole entertainment industry or, or whatever the case is, like feel good stuff. And really we're selling a luxury item. Like, yeah. and, and we need to treat it that way. We're, we're selling these people, um, you know, an item that is, that is very high end, they could easily just put, you know, a tub hop, you know, vinyl, whatever cheapest thing out there is. But, you know, we need to know and accept that we are selling them a great product and and a high end product as well. Exactly. And we need to embrace that. Yeah. And when people are spending a lot of money on a product like, like this, like a tile shower, backsplash floor, I mean, you know, I mean, oftentimes the, you know, the materials alone are very expensive before you even get to the install. When people are really wanting to open up their, their wallets like that, what, what I've seen and noticed is they do more research. And so how do people do research these days? It's all on the internet, right? So, and it's all on their phones. It's all on their cell phones. Typically, you know, 90% of the time, um, unless they have a desk job or something like that. So if you're, if you're putting content out there, you know, like, you know, traditionally for the last, you know, whatever, 20, 30 years, it's been blogs, right? And then YouTube started and a lot of people put, you know, YouTube content on their videos. That's still very relevant. 
but this is the same thing. You, you put this content out there and, and you start to amass, you know, this, this body of work that really when they start to research tile contractors and they might be looking for a year, sometimes two or three years before they're ready to, you know, build a $60,000 kitchen, a $40,000 bathroom, whatever the case might be. And, and they were looking at you for that time. And that's the kind of clients that I want. That's the kind of clients I know you want everybody out there because you want somebody who's thinking about it for a while, because if they're thinking and researching they they know they're going to drop some big money. You know, this isn't a, this isn't like a, a small thing for, uh, for anybody really. Um, even if they're very wealthy, you know, 50, 60 grand is a lot of money. So you want more content because it just positions you as the contractor of choice, the, the professional, the guy who's like, Hey, this guy talks about it every week on his podcast. He writes blogs. He has videos. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So I, I have a term for like, basically, people are going to be looking, especially now that you know we're moving into a different economic time here in wow. the U.S. Um, people are going to be looking for contractors or any services that have like their black belt, if uh-huh. as a, as I like to call it. Um, in their industry. So if you have an, a podcast with 30 episodes out there and five or 10 YouTube videos and a bunch of Facebook posts, that's a huge advantage because, you know, that that's showing that, you know, your stuff. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Get that black belt and tile. I love it. Black belt and tile. Exactly. I love that illustration. All right. What other marketing tools or tips do you have Go ahead. I think I have one more thing on podcasts too. And this is something that I've experienced after interviewing, doing two of them. Um, Talking to other tile contractors in the industry for an hour is like, you learn so much, right? So we're sharing of information. So not only is it good for customer facing, you're going to learn something during these conversations and and you're going to, and it's going to make you think, you know, let's say you have to put together a 30 minute episode of questions, you know, that you might want to have it's going to make you think about some of the things that you're doing right now and some things that you could be doing better. So not only is it helpful as, you know, content for a possible customer, but it's also a great mind exercise as well. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It's just another way to, uh, you know, continue to amass your knowledge as well. Uh, that's a great point. Good point. And think about your industry too. Yep. Yeah. What is that saying? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, it is. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. Anybody who's willing to devote an hour to talk tile, you know you're going to learn something from them. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. <laughs> yeah I, felt, I felt so unqualified to even be having a couple of the conversations. Well, you're doing good, man. I was listening to one on, on the way here, and uh, it Thank sounds you. good. I mean, the sound's there. You know, the conversation flows naturally, and I, I, I really did enjoy it. So I, I encourage everybody to check out uh, Talking what's the name talking talking tile with jed johnson talking tile with jed yeah once again not a great name i kind of ran into it half cocked but i I recorded the first episode and i was like dude i need a name for this so i sent it (laughs) i like it actually i think it's cool you know it's it's straight to the point um you know know anybody's gonna get confused with with anything else but um i mean you can always rebrand you know if you but uh, i'll be interested to see what you end up doing with that but um do you have any other marketing tips for the for the contractors for the audience? Yeah, so this is uh, something I've really became interested in, and you know I think it's probably pretty obvious that Laticrete's been ma- making a social media push for the past long time, um, but particularly now that all this has been going on, 
Um, I think it's important for contractors to get out there and just post content, right? Like every job that you have is an opportunity to, you know, for, first of all, it's an opportunity for a customer that you did a job for to show off their new cool investment. Um, and second of all, it's a, it's an opportunity to post that to your Facebook page. It's easy. Just post your Facebook page and Instagram page, throw it out there and just at the very worst case scenario, you have a catalog easily accessible of your jobs. Uh-huh. Best case scenario, you can win a lot of jobs off that. I, I, I feel, and you will be more going forward too. Yeah. yeah. I know that if I'm a homeowner right now, I'm not inviting a ton of people in my house to give me bids on showers. I'm probably going to be looking through Facebook or Instagram a lot uh-huh. more than I might've just because I, you know, I don't know if you got the Rona or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely going to be, uh, you know, that, that social distancing is, is real. The selection process, we're, we're probably going to have a tighter selection process. So you want content out there that people can see yeah. um, without them, you know, without having to go into their house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I think one of those keywords um, is contactless, right? Now, now mm-hmm. everything we need to, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to be marketing, we need to say, Hey, this is con, you know, we can get you your bid and we don't even have to step in your home. You know, I'll get you a, uh, an estimate to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm 90% sure or however you want to word that, but make sure you're using words like contactless, you know, estimate contactless, um, you know, uh, tile design, you know, things of this nature. Yeah. And I think that, you know, FaceTime or zoom or things like that could be tools that you could use as well, where, you know, you could have discussions, um, before you ever even have to enter the home and, and you can get a feel for each other. So, yeah. And that's something that you could offer. Once again, you're looking out for your customer's best interests, which people appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a very real, a real thing that we need to start doing. Um, uh, what, what exciting, what's exciting to you right now in the industry? There's lots of exciting stuff going on in the industry to me. Um, I think that we're all, I hope that we're all learning more and more from these tile Facebook pages from podcasts like these. It, this has been a, a big influence tile money has been on why I'm even, you know, consider doing a podcast. Cause you know, that it, it, it's, it's all right now is a good time to sharpen your iron, to yeah. be on some Facebook pages, learn some new techniques. And I feel like we can be uh, very effective and efficient going forward. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big fan of all of the, um, all of the new, uh, sorry. I'm a big fan of all of the new, um, lightweight products out there. Once again, you know, in my family, there's people with back issues that have been tile contractors that, um, it's very, very important to me to, you know, consider lightweight products, consider, you know, systems that are less taxing on your body. It's very, very important. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to actually, um, if you have time, I'd love to kind of uh, go back a little bit, you know, um, go backwards into your family history a little bit and talk yeah, about please. that. Um, but uh, are you looking for interviews w- with the podcast? Do you want to give a shout out, let people know? If you need to handle something, let me know. No, we're good. Sorry, I just, I had uh, I had my oh. roommate come come home for lunch. Yeah, no um, worries. Yeah, so um, I would absolutely love to interview uh, anybody that, yeah, anybody that wants to, uh, to take a shot at it. I would love to interview you. Um, just email jljohnson at latacrete.com. Okay. Super uh, simple. 
we're going to have a just a teaser for a couple upcoming podcasts I have. I'm going to have a, a Ladder Creed, which once again, not a Ladder Creed commercial, but I'm going to have Ladder Creed's like Sharon LaRiviere. Okay. Different way to pronounce. I'm going to have her on. I want her to talk about maybe some social media techniques that yeah. you know, people could use. So uh, we have some cool stuff lined up. I'd love to have you on, uh, any anyone on as well. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. And I'm looking forward to Sharon's interview. That's a good one. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I thought of it. I, That's cool, man. Hopefully it'll be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I definitely will. She's uh, she's a machine. She, she knows her stuff for sure. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about your family history in the tile trade. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, we touched on it a little bit. I know, you know, you have a history there. And um, uh, so tell us a little bit about how, you know, how your family got started, when they got started in the tile industry and, and you know, kind of what they specialized in. Yeah. So my grandpa was in the tile industry um, beginning in like the 50s. Um, so back when they were doing it, you know, it was a two inch thick mortar bed. Um, wire reinforced, wet, fresh at everything. Um, so he worked for a company called American Terrazzo. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and the tile, and I'm not exactly sure how this intersects, but the tile industry and the um, the uh, Terrazzo industry used to intersect a lot. Yeah. Um, so he was good at Terrazzo, good at doing tile. He decided to branch off on his own, do, start his own business. Um, it's called American Marble and Tile. Uh, my dad got into it. I think he took over the company in the late 90s. Um, and we primarily did commercial work. Um, so we do uh, large commercial jobs. Uh, if anybody's familiar with the Oklahoma City area, we did quite a bit of work at the Chesapeake uh, campus. Um, so, yeah, he he uh, he ran his business. And then, unfortunately, he, he did injures back doing a granite job. We did tiling granite. Um, okay. stone stuff like that so um yeah yeah so you you really grew up in the uh in the trade yeah 100 i'm i'm pretty young i was born in 95 so okay. um the i want to say the business kind of um started to slow down after he hurt his back it was 2012 um so i was you know basically a, a helper slash starting to get into setting tile more um during that time okay all right very cool. What do, what are your thoughts? Uh, just one more question, and then yeah. we'll wrap up. But what are your thoughts on you know since you brought it up your age, you know ninety five. Uh, what are your thoughts on on getting the youth more involved in in this industry? How do you? Yeah. So that's an interesting question. My dad never wanted me to get into this industry because it is taxing on your body. Um, so it's been very very important to me to push these lightweight systems. I think we as an industry need to have more of a apprenticeship mindset whenever we're talking to uh, our young employees. Uh, the part of the reason why, you know, somebody my age doesn't really have to go, you know, spread thin set for $12 and 50 cents an hour. You know, here in Oklahoma city, we just got an Amazon warehouse. You can go, you can go down there and, and have a great job benefits, whatever for, and make more money doing it. So, we need to educate the younger people in the trade on how to um, the the eventual business side of it. And we need to also take pride in our work to me and um, say, okay, well, this is really an art form. It's not just a job that I hate, uh -huh. you know, really it's helpful to fall in love with tile. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge key factor. Um, 
you know, it's interesting. You mentioned that fall in love with it, you know, have passion. I'm interviewing um, tonight. I'm interviewing uh, Lee and Jane Calliwert out of Wisconsin area. They've got, you know, dragonfly mosaic tile installation business. And uh, they're really, you know, they've been around a while. Um, now they're at a point in their life where they're, they're really into coaching and mentoring and they've, you know, they've been, you know, having a great apprenticeship program for years where they actually take, you know, kids who have never touched a tile before in their life. And I was actually you know, kind of prepping for this with Lee last night. And he was telling me like, look, you know, Luke, I, I take kids and, and they come to work for me and they not only have, they never touched a tile, but they, they're just not used to working in general. Yep. And so he's not saying that in a negative light. He's just saying it is what it is. And so it's my job as their leader and as their, you know, coach um, and mentor to show these kids the love that I have and pass that on and the passion for tile and to instill it in them. And that's not an easy task. Um, it doesn't help or it doesn't hurt. I should say, you know, from an outside looking in, it doesn't hurt that Lee does some kick-ass work. I mean, some of the best yep. work you've, you've seen, the kind of the cool, the coolest type of work. But I said, Lee, you know, do you do normal stuff? He's like, yeah, I, we do tile. You know, it's like, you know, you, not every job is a mosaic, you know, knock out of the ballpark type situation. Um, but he said, it doesn't matter. He said, whatever I'm doing, if it's tile, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. I, I, and I love the experience and I, I need to instill that in the kids. And he said that he's been successfully doing that for years now. And he said, it's, it's amazing to watch a 20 year old kid who's uh, been in this industry with Lee for a couple of years, come to work and, and have that passion and have that love and never call in sick or never make excuses, you know? And so I think Lee's on to something there. And that's why, you know, I'm going to continue to highlight his, his program. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's seen a, remember the Titans where it says attitude reflects leadership, mm. you know, as, as a business leader, as an owner of a business, your attitude 100% affects your employees. If you, even if you don't like tile, which I can understand it as, you know, if somebody does it every day for 50 years, I get it. But, you know, having passion for your job, will rub off on people my generation. I think people my generation uh, care way more about stuff they like to do than previous generations might have, uh, to me, from, from my perspective. So if I'm not emotionally invested in some way, even if, I, if I'm not emotionally invested, I, I, it's not going to get very much effort out of me, whether it's money or not. Yeah. I think that's the key is understanding the mindset of someone like yourself, someone from your generation is, hey, look, if I don't care about it, why would I waste my time? Like, is that kind of what you're saying? Like, exactly. Yeah. There's other opportunities. This is a physically taxing job. And I think people, my generation think about that stuff. This is a physically taxing job. Why would I kill myself for something that this guy hates? When in reality, you know, it's a, it's a cool industry. Uh, it's a cool industry. You get to do a lot of stuff that um, really is going to last a long time. I, my, my grandpa, whenever I was riding around with him, he would always like, you know, point out buildings and say, oh, I laid tile in there. It's still in there. And we walk in there and sure enough, it, it was still in there. I always thought that that was really cool. Um, and he really loved the industry. If we had more of that fostering of, hey, this lasts a long time. This is art. You know, we care about this. I think that that would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that mindset. Um, so 
so a lot of your friends and stuff, you you can see what they're thinking and, and how mm-hmm. they kind of perceive things. What kind of projects are they interested in in general? Like, are they, you know, what kind of work are they interested in? Like, what gets them motivated? That's an interesting question. Um, I guess there's a lot of people my age that are not very motivated. Um, you have to, in you know, let's say you're looking for an apprentice or a help, you know, I prefer the term apprentice uh-huh. as a helper, but let's say you're looking for a, an apprentice of some kind. You do have to find somebody that could in theory be motivated. I think a lot of people my age uh, are struggling to find something that they like to do, you know? So if, uh, I'd have to get back to you on that question. I, I guess I'd well, you actually revealed a couple things right there with your answer is, is, uh, you know, you prefer the word apprentice than helper. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and earlier you said like, why would I work for somebody who hates their job? Like, I don't want to end up hating my job and you're thinking ahead. So it's actually, you're, you're doing something that like some of us older guys didn't really do is like, you know, we thought we were going to live forever, but you're actually thinking ahead maybe and being like, I, I know 50 is going to come pretty quick, 60, whatever the case might be. Like, I don't want to find myself in a situation where like I'm stuck um, and you don't know, like you don't know that it would be a bad situation, but because of your environment, like somebody hires you to do a job and the third day, you know, all you've heard is cursing and complaining and, you know, moaning and, 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 and you know, why would you stick it out? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. So exactly. I, I think that's it. Like we need to change our attitude. You know, you brought up the the, the Titans thing and, and, you know, just be the leader and and change our attitude and, and really uh, find the passion. Um, it is a struggle. I'm not saying it's easy and, and everybody has bad days, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And, and I think, I think that maybe having some of those business conversations with people that, you know, work for you could be helpful too. Like uh, I've interviewed Trey Falk. He's in a, he. Uh, runs a tile contracting company here in Oklahoma city. And he's very open with his employees about how, um, how the business works and, and people are more invested that way uh-huh. when, when you're open with them. Yeah. All right. I, I agree. I agree. I think, um, that's another good point is, uh, you know, who was it? Trask Bergerson out of, out of Oregon, you know, somebody came up to him and asked him for a raise and this was, uh, some years ago, he was telling me, but uh, he said, look, <laughs> he's, I, I think it was actually during the, the last recession. Okay. And, and he said, well, we have an open book policy. So since you asked, um, here's the books. <laughs> here's why I can't give you a raise. Like, take these home tonight and look them over. And right. the guy actually came back and, and uh, you know, said, hey, I appreciate you sharing these books with me. Uh, if you need to knock me down a couple bucks an hour, that's fine. I know, I, I know you'll make it up to me when the, when the economy picks up. Um, so you can see how like an open book policy, you know, that's like, Oh, why would I do that? Right. But actually, you know, people appreciate that employees would appreciate that. And, and it's not maybe going to work for everybody, but um, you know, just sure. conversations. And I think, I think another thing, you know, and I'm just thinking this could be going off topic. Sorry. I think part of the reason why sometimes tile installers get frustrated with their job is because we're not we're not making business decisions when we open up our price, like when we send out a price. So, you know, if um, like let's say I send out a price and somebody asks me for a lower price, that can be very frustrating if I don't have a theory 
behind why this price is this price. Right. Um, you know, Laticrete's not the cheapest company on earth, right? Definitely not. But we're gonna we're gonna make a product and we have a theory behind our pricing. So if somebody says Laticrete's too expensive, I don't get my feelings hurt about it because yeah. there's there's reasons why we're the price we are. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to feel bad about it. We've thought about it beforehand. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And you do have to know your prices. It's something I've, you know, expressed in different podcasts. It's like, hey, know why you're charging what you're charging because you know, people deserve to know. And if you don't know why, like they're not, you know, your confidence goes out the window, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And you start, you know, I, to me, I, I've always liked the idea of, of, you know, retail price for like, let's say I'm doing a job directly for a customer. I think there should be a GC price as well, because a business decision that you can make is I'm going to give this GC a small price percentage break because he's giving me, you know, X number of homes next year. Yeah. So if we have that all figured out, then, then we just feel a lot more confident in our pricing. Yeah. Right on. Well, listen, Jed, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time. We started out with the podcast and thank you for sharing that. Everybody who's, who's just joining, uh, check out Jed's new podcast. It's called talking tile with Jed. Yes. And you can find it on Podbean and soon to be iTunes and, and probably everywhere podcasts are heard. So Jed's absolutely. Uh, Jed's a passionate guy. Um, he's got a, a third generation experience with the tile industry and um, really appreciate you, Jed, and looking forward to uh, being a guest on your podcast and, and seeing you grow that thing. Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Tile friends. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I just wanted to jump in here real quick in between interviews and give you the tile money tip, which is of course sponsored by Ladercree International. Today's tile money tip, we've got Ron Nash talking about extreme ownership. He was talking about extreme ownership because we started talking about pricing. And of course, someone asked what happens or what do we do when someone rejects our prices? And listen, Ron's in all the groups, all the tiling groups, and he sees how a lot of people react. You know, a lot of us, you know, including myself, at times have been guilty of taking this very personally, you know? So he's saying, he's trying to encourage us, don't take it personally, use it as an opportunity to learn and grow both your business and your mindset. So he's talking about what makes one company able to charge a whole lot more versus the other company who struggles for years to raise their prices. So I know you're gonna enjoy this tip right now. Okay, brand is very powerful. Brand is is really, really powerful. And Louis Vuitton <laughs> has spent an inordinate amount of money, time, <coughs> capital, ever since the 1800s, they've been making steamer trucks for ultra wealthy people. How did they get into that niche? How did they do it? Well, they did everything the same back then that they do now. They market to a certain demographic. They display their brand with success. And people are drawn towards brands that help them feel successful. Now, I could probably go to anybody who makes purses 
and I could probably have them make a purse of equal quality or better. And I probably could have it done for 100 bucks. So what's the delta between the $100 that gets me to $1,500? By the way, in the world of purses, just so you guys know, that's actually quite pedestrian. I mean, there are purses that are 10 grand. I've seen a purse that she picked up for a minute and I told her to put down. That was $20,000. And it was ugly, in my opinion, ugly. So how does this happen? How does a watch, a thing which tells time, and actually not very well, go for 50,000 American dollars? How does it do that? And consistently, enough for people to buy enough of them that they have a company based out of it. Right? And you guys are worried about selling, like, you can't sell a poxy grout? How weak is your brand? Now, that sounded harsh. I realized I dialed that back a little bit. You know, you're not, you don't have the marketing funds of Louis, right? You don't, have, you don't have the hundred years of marketing that actually built the snowball that brand. But the point is, everybody in this room should take an opportunity to look at some of these brands and ask that really important question. Why? This watch. So maybe Speedmaster, man on the moon, right? This watch is the exact same watch that Neil Armstrong wore when he was in Apollo, the Apollo. This watch has been on the moon. Maybe not this very watch, but this exact model. No difference. That story, that story has made it so that they, Omega sells this watch, it's in one of its top sellers, has been a top seller for 50 years, and they continue to sell it. Completely unchanged. There are better watches. This watch loses two and a half to three seconds a day. Okay? Literally, loses. Can't find it. Two and a half to three seconds a day. Okay? This watch is one of my favorite watches. I wear it. I have more expensive watches and better watches. I wear this one probably more than anything. Why? I'm connected to space. When I was a little kid, I remember the space shuttle program. Right? I like science. I was one of those science kids. You know? I like that crap. I remember watching, uh, remember the Challenger? I remember where I was that day, does anybody else? I remember my first time going to NASA. I've been to all, see all, I've seen all the space shuttles. I've been to all the space shuttles. Do I like the space program? No, it doesn't make any sense. We spent 4% of our GDP getting to the moon. Do you guys know that? Do you know what 4% of our GDP is? Do the math. It's crazy. <coughs> okay? We spent that amount of money going to the moon. Why? We're in a space race for outer space with the Russians. That's ridiculous. The whole thing is like ridiculous if you really break it down and have a conversation. I have a watch that was designed to go to the moon. You hear all that story that's behind that? I think this watch is a $500 watch. $200 watch, you can get them on the secondary market for $2,800, you know? 
get them new, five grand, somewhere around there. But my point is, they've sold the same watch since Neil Armstrong went to the moon. Story. The power of story. That builds a brand. So story is something that companies don't do a very good job of professing. All right? And story will help you build brand power, and that brand power will help guard against profit erosion. It will help you sell that $20,000 shower custom installation. It will help you sell what are the stories? What are your brand story? Think about it. Are you a second generation contractor? Are you a first generation contractor? What are your values that you're expressing with, with your art that you're doing in the field? You all think that this is not important. Maybe, maybe not. But I will tell you that this is critical. If you want to get off the treadmill, and I know what the treadmill looks like, guys. I know what it looks like. It looks like that contractor that gives you the work. I'm not making very much on every job that I do, but you know what, it's consistent, and I can kind of pay the bills, and, it's, and I, can, I can do that. And, then, and before you know it, 10 years has clicked off the clock, and your business hasn't grown, right? Think about it. How do you get off that treadmill? How do you build a, a custom business? Where do you look to get that next big contract? How do, you hard, how do you take those customers on a journey with you? Well, you will do a hell of a lot better if you develop a story. All right, friends. So Ron was obviously talking about watches and purses. I love that example. I love those illustrations because he was discussing some of the reasons people would pay so much for a purse which you could actually go and pay someone to hand make it for much less. Now, the same thing with watches, which he loves to purchase. You know, the watch he had there was one of his favorites, but it was an inferior watch. And I love how he talked about how many ways it was inferior to other watches. Yet, why did he purchase it for such a large price compared to somebody who doesn't have an attachment to that watch? You see, it was the story that he connected with. His whole life he had been connecting with that story and mil you know millions others obviously are as well but the story is what helps to sell at, at a different price right that that allows people to happily purchase something a luxury item like a watch a purse a tiled backsplash or a shower because they connect with that story so I hope this Tile Money tip has given you something to think about. How are you telling your story, friends? How are you telling your story? All right, Tile friends, back to the interview. All right, Tile friends, that was Jed. Jed Johnson, man, what a cool cat. I really appreciate how he, uh, he shared so much with us. We did get into some other topics there because I did want to... Uh, to go into that subject and unpackage his experience. And then, then when he brought out his age, I wanted to dive into that. That's just how I am. I just, I thought, you know what, I got to take, uh, I got to take advantage of this opportunity. So uh, next on the docket, we've got Kyle Hyden. Kyle Hyden is a, a flooring guy. He's got a, a great flooring business and he's also got a podcast. He's going to share with us 
um, about his podcast and, and why he did it and, and how he started it and all that good stuff. We're going to unpackage that. Um, so I, I really appreciate, you know, again, Jed, Anthony, you know, they both gave us some great tips and, and advice. And now we're going to, we're going to bump right into Kyle here. I'm going to bring him to the stage. Hey, Kyle. Hey man, how's it going? Um, good. that's, uh, I can barely hear you cause my, uh, headphones are not cooperating with me. Do you need a minute? Uh, yes, I do. Please. Yeah, go ahead. Thanks. I'll, I'll keep talking. <laughs> All right. So this is the fun thing about the live stuff, right? Is you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, I, I appreciate all of you being here and watching this live with us and, and feel free to, uh, you know, ask a question for myself, Kyle. Um, I, I should have reminded you to do that with Jed and, and Anthony. Um, ask a question and we'll, we'll do the best to answer that. And you never know what kind of, you know, car crash you're going to see when you show up to a, to a live event. Right. And I've done the same thing. I mean, I've had, uh, crazy, you know, equipment experiences and, um, and, uh, it's just, it's just all good, but we persevere and we do the best we can. And how, how, how are they doing now, Kyle? Uh, I mean, I got a little bit, but not enough. There's one other setting I can try. And if not, I'm just going to go back to the regular speakers. I was trying yeah, to yeah. be kind to my wife, who is also in the room. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Take your time. You know, when it comes to marketing as well, you know, another another great thing um, to do is if you start a podcast, you can actually turn all the audio into a blog post. So you can actually tra transcribe that. And that would be another uh, benefit of starting a podcast, just another reason, right? Because you're doubling down on your time. You can interview people, and then later you can uh, actually turn that interview into uh, words and upload it to your to your uh, website. And and the reason you would want to do that is for SEO purposes, really. Uh, that makes it easier for Google to scrub the internet and find who's talking tile in um, Wichita, Kansas, or, you know, Tucson, Arizona. And if you're talking tile the most of anybody, of all your com competitors, um, Google's going to actually push your, your website when people are searching for tile, you know, stuff. So that's the way this kind of stuff works. That's the power of doing this. You can actually do that right on a Google My Business page. And so you don't have to have like a super fancy you know, website. I will say, I will plug, you know, happytileguy.com. We are, uh, you know, creating websites, uh, kind of starter-based. We have a few different packages. We're about to, ready to relaunch with a whole new um, kind of uh, web you know, page and services and, and kind of redesigned our services. But what I wanted to do for tile contractors, I didn't just want to sell websites you know, for any old reason. What I really wanted to do was uh, make it affordable enough and easy enough for a, a contractor to put this thing together on their own. That way it's affordable. Um, it's easy to get into. Uh, we lost Kyle. Maybe he'll jump back in. Uh, it's easy to get into and you can actually um, get started with a website for not that much money, really. And um, we can help you with your blog posts and help you be found on on Google. And that's kind of what we're doing. Um, I've also got more customizable packages. Like, let's say you're, you're just really busy and you want to be completely hands off. We can definitely talk about a customizable package. Um, we can help you add videos to to your website. We can help you do all that blogging um, stuff. So uh, happy to help you in any way I can. I want to see tile contractors busy and, and working and getting the best leads they can. How you doing? I got Mike? it. I'm good. <laughs> uh, technology is fun, especially yeah. when you're trying to do something you don't normally do. 
Oh yeah. And I'm always, uh, I'm always asking you to do something new. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I like this. I, I like, I like what you're doing, man. You're really up in the, the level of commitment to the industry here. I got to stay one step ahead of you, Kyle. Ah, uh, man, you got a whole year and a half on me. <laughs> we had a, we had a great question here. Uh, what was the name of Jed's podcast? It, it was talking tile with Jed and, um, just hit Jed up. He'll get you a link, but you can find it on Podbean right now. All right, Kyle. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, can you introduce yourself, where you're at in the world, in the country, and, and what you're doing over there? Yeah. Uh, so I'm in Mesa, Arizona. Um, I have been in the flooring industry for almost six years now, and I wanted info and nobody seemed to have it like i you know i don't know how to run a business so i needed to find out how to run a better business and how to do flooring better yeah. and i was listening to different audiobooks um sales marketing all that kind of stuff and so i went and started listening to podcasts and i typed in flooring and sadly nothing came up now granted i'm not a tile guy but there was a tile podcast at the time i just didn't know about it uh, I was eventually introduced, but when you typed in flooring, nothing came up. And now the scene seems to be exploding with, with options out there. Yeah. Yeah. When you, ex when you say exploding, what do you mean? Uh, I, they keep popping up, man. Okay. There's, there, we got tile money. We've got me doing floor Academy now. Uh, apparently you got two other guys that are doing some podcasts. You've got, uh, NWSA. What's that? What was the last N one? NWFA has one. Oh, nice. um, the the Bona manufacturer Bona has one that they do. Um, okay. We got Anthony Moses doing one. You know, there's guys are popping up. All uh, there's another wood flooring guy that has one called Dust Life. Okay, they're, they're popping up all over the place, and as they should, as they should, and that's why I mean, and really, this is what this is all about. I'm encouraging more people to do it, mm -hmm. you know, or at least test the waters. It's easy enough to do. Um, because you know and again dr fred was the actually the og that i that i'm aware of that was actually uh which is his is uh tile and stone yes. podcast uh, tile and stone show i should say love fred uh fred's great guy great wealth of information he's got a a, a large body of work um and, and the reason why you know like he started his podcast was actually to uh generate business uh, for his business. It wasn't necessarily to, um, like, you know, I started, you know, I started for my reasons, you started for yours, which actually you've got a great story as well, similar to Dr. Fred's, um, because you started two podcasts at the same time. I love that. So, uh, so, so yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you say, I started to, and I did start to, um, I was doing a professional version and like a homeowner version. Okay. So there was floor Academy and there's, there's floor education. I recently put floor education on hold. Um, and it's one, it was taking up a lot more time to be able to do two at once. Mm -hmm. um, and two, I wasn't getting the listenership from where I thought I would. It was more professionals listening to it than the homeowners. However, I have gotten homeowners to listen to it. And those episodes are still live. They're still out there. Right. And I have a lot of good stuff that if I see something in a Facebook group, I can point people to it now and say, Hey, Listen to this. The info you want is right here. It's going to answer all your questions. Yeah. And that's, that's, it, it's more that there's, there's content out there. And that's what's important, I think, is it's not necessarily, you know, like I'm never going to get probably 2,000 listens a month on something like that. And that's okay. Yeah. But I, 
as long as people can get pointed in the right direction to find reliable info on how to hire a contractor and how to get through that installation process successfully, I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. And both podcasts are available to the general public, right? Yes. And, and so really, you know, excuse me. I think that's a great idea, though, to have a body of work. And maybe it's not a weekly thing like the other one. But you do have it and you do have it accessible so that when people are, are looking for flooring, looking for wood, looking for tile, they're going to actually, you know, maybe find you. And, and then, you know, they have links to the. They say, oh, look, he's got links to a podcast. You know, even if they never listen, it's like, whoa, this dude's doing mm-hmm. a podcast. I mean, even if you have six or 12 episodes, you know, or whatever, you know, that's a lot, you know, and, and I mean, that's more than your competition in, in, in Phoenix, right? Correct. It's correct. And my, that's my thing is, so if I get the website updated and I get that stuff on there, it helps legitimize me, right? It helps differentiate me. It gives me one up. It shows a commitment to the industry that other people don't have. So there's all, they're all little sales tools mm-hmm. and it's not, it doesn't have a huge barrier to entry. You know, you can pick up some starting gear for a couple hundred bucks yeah. and sit down and you don't even need it. You can sit down with your, with your, get your phone out. Yeah. And the quality, man, people aren't going to care about quality. If they did, they wouldn't love it when you post a video. And I know you just had something about getting videos into your work. You know, yeah. all of this goes, all of it rolls together. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, it does. And it's, it's all, it's all using the same theory, the same mindset, like, hey, you want to be a marketer first. And then, and then, a, you know, you want to be the marketer and then you're actually, you know, marketing your, your flooring installation business, right? Correct. Uh, they're going to, if they know your name and who you are and what you represent, by the time you get into the home or into the business, whatever it is that you kind of specialize in, half your job's already done and they've probably made up their decision about hiring you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So what other types of marketing uh, do you find yourself doing on a regular basis? And, and what other ideas do you have maybe for the podcast in the future? Um, so my biggest thing right now is I need to get out of it, but I am all, I'm all Facebook. I've started my brand and my business through like, I don't know, I think there's like 63 community groups in the Phoenix area I'm a part of now. Now, granted, I live in a bigger city, and so with a 4 million population, people get nuts and testy with each other, and so you have all these spin-off groups from, you know, some people don't like the way this group is run, so they go start their own little town group. And so yeah. some of them have 10, 20, 30,000, 100,000 people in them, and some of them have 1,500. I don't care. I'm going to put my ad in there and say, hey this home in this area of town got this kind of flooring. I tell a little story, you know, a couple paragraphs, nothing too long and the calls roll in. Mm. But then if I'm in those groups, since all I ever do is talk about flooring, the algorithms for algorithms for Facebook now show me lots of stuff, flooring related. Right. And if I see somebody else chatting about something, I'll tell them, you know, Hey, Go on this website and and find a certified installer for that. Or, hey, here's my podcast that I recorded that deals with can you install luxury vinyl plank over tile without taking it up? Or what are the pitfalls to it? Um, you know, how if you want to do the install yourself, hey, listen to this. Or um, there's a really good guy, um, Floors by Southern Boys, has an awesome YouTube channel. 
and you can start pointing people to him because he's got hours and hours of content at this point and it's just all tutorials but it's by a guy that isn't going to show you the wrong way to do it mm, nice. and so yeah, for me it's about just that presence is going right. to build the brand and you know i don't always have to talk about myself i'm happy to point you to a, a competitor or somebody that does something i don't because then I can at least hopefully become that trusted resource. And if they want something else, come to me. You know, look, I've got a financial advisor. Why? Right. Well, I needed one for myself, but I trust them now. And I'm willing to give you that info. You know, you want them to come to you for everything. You want to stay top of mind. And so it's not just about knowing the guy that can get you glass for your shower. Yeah. You need to know the really good gardener because you don't know when they're going to ask you for the gardener or the landscaper or something like that. The pool guy. Yeah. Have them all. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this tactic is, is really as old as, you know, contractors and businesses really. Cause uh, you know, years ago, you know, you used to see guys in fact, just not that long ago, I saw a guy walking around with a, with a binder like this thick, you know, where's my camera? <laughs> he had a binder like this thick. And I was like, what's up with the binder there? You know? And I, um, you know, he, what he had in there, it was like a baseball trading thing but it was full of business mm -hmm. cards and he just had like five to 10 cards of all the people that he, you know, was doing business with over the last 20 years. And he's like, so if, if a customer or client has a question or needs a contractor, like I've got them in this book and I can just, I, you know, it's a referral program. So that's, that's yes. like, you know, basic stuff um, that actually we can, we can duplicate on online, just like Kyle is saying here. So that's a great tactic. You said you did want to kind of get away from Facebook. What do you mean by that? Uh, it's not, I'm never going to build a complete brand based on Facebook alone. And so more, more stuff, correct. I need to branch out. You know, I'm not opposed to starting to pay Facebook for advertising. I need to find somebody trustworthy to, to work with on that. I'm not going to just give my money away. I've, I've played with it. It's beyond what I want to deal with. So I'm happy to pay another company to do it, but I need to be able to see results that you've done. Um, Google AdWords, I'm happy to build out my website and pay money there. I think that's a great space to play with. Um, apparently, advertising is as cheap as it was in 2016 currently with that is some of the numbers I've seen. So, um, you know, I'm not going to do Yelp, Home Advisor, stuff like that. I'm listed on Yelp. Sure. I, I fight with the salespeople when they call me. It's really entertaining. <laughs> Oh, um because i i hang up on them and they call me right back and i'm like dude that's really disrespectful <laughs> like why are you calling me back like this is why i don't want to do business with you no, um, I, I have a crazy i have a crazy yelp story <laughs> oh we'll, we'll hear that let me get through this and then let's yeah. do the yelp story um what else um local home mags you know maybe i i start getting into some local home mags and and you can there's some communities here that have magazines so mm. you can you can pick like just that high-end community and i think that's huge you know it's five grand for like a year yeah it's kind of a big investment but honestly like one good week-long job is probably going to cover that five grand you've yeah. got 52 more or 51 more weeks to go i, I can't count apparently um yeah. so that you know there's lots of options out there you've got to find what works for you and um play with it and that's kind of where i'm at yeah yeah we've got a comment here that just said you know southern boys floors by southern boys is awesome so good good call on that one yeah he's he's awesome he's a good dude 
And he just opened his own shop, so go support him. He's selling oh, some nice. stuff. Very cool. Very cool. All right. What's what's your Yelp story? I got to hear this. Ah, uh, well, Yelp. I, I don't know if I should tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yelp. They just like you said. They're just incessant, right? And they just call you and call you and call you. And um, you know, one day I I uh, I took the call. I was in the office, and I you know I I sat down with them and talked. And they made it sound so good. And um, I actually I actually purchased it for for the for the price that the guy was was selling it for. And I made him I made him tell me like he said I there was a two week like opt out trial. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so there's nothing really to lose if I want to change in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you your money back. And I was like, all right, all right. And so that two weeks was like getting up there and I hadn't received one call from Yelp. And I, listen, I had a bunch of five-star reviews on Yelp, a couple fours. And, you know, I was doing all right. Like I would get usually like a call or two a month from Yelp for free, but I was paying them and it was going to be a lot of money, like quite a, like over a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And, you know, I was paying them. I was like, my phone should be ringing off the hook. Like normally I, you know, for the free version gets me a couple calls a month. Like I, I, I expect at least two calls a week. Right. But two weeks, almost two weeks go by 10 days and, and nothing. And so I call the guy back up and I'm, I'm just like, you told me I could get out of this thing. Right. And he wouldn't let me out of it. He wouldn't let me out of it. So I ended up, you know, talking to a superior or something like that. And, and I, and I said, look, I, you know, I see you have other options. You have other price points. And I said, let me, let me get into another price point here. And so finally they said, okay, uh, the only way we can do this is to cancel your account. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) The dude cancels my account and then he calls me up and he's like, all right, let's get you into that new one. And I'm like, oh no, I changed my mind. (laughs) You told me me it was a non-commitment thing. And then all of a sudden they won't let you out of it. That's just shady. It's yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not down with those business models, you know? And honestly, if you, it's so funny that we still see those comments and all those Facebook groups every week. What do you guys think of Home Advisor? What do you think of Yelp? What do you think yeah. of Angie's? And everybody just jumps on. They're horrible. They'll steal your money. Don't do it. Blah blah blah. Like nobody likes them. Correct, but it's nobody wants to use the search function. But that's it's because we're lazy. I'd rather ask the question myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was thinking about that actually on my way in into the office today, and I was thinking, you know. Uh, a lot of these groups, you know, I've been I've been online, you know, since John Bridge forums and and uh, Facebook stuff, you know, five six years, whatever. Um, a lot of these groups, we've been in there a, a while, right? And and we mm-hmm. kind of know the same, like probably five. I, I figure like five hundred people who are active in pretty much eighty percent of the groups, right? Yeah, that's probably about that's probably about reality. Um, but somebody, you know, it, and, and if you're if you're on these groups, if you're in these groups and you're reading, you're actually reading and participating and making comments, your education level is going up every day that you're doing that. It's not just for fun. You know, I, I don't see it as fun. Some of it's entertainment. I know there's a lot of entertainment stuff out there. And sometimes we all, I mean, everybody needs that entertainment, right? So I'm not saying like never to have a joke or whatever like that, but we're, we're educating ourselves, And the fact of the matter is if you're in there a couple of years and, you, and you're partaking and you're reading, you're getting your education and you're getting your knowledge and you're amassing it. And so when somebody comes in today and tomorrow they ask a question that's been answered a thousand times, like five or 10 of us will be like, and depending on the day, even I do it. It's like, why are you asking this question? <laughs> yeah. You've been asked six times yesterday, but they're like two days into it, you know? Correct. So I, you got to change your attitude. That's 
that's the biggest thing in this industry. And and one of the things I want to see change is calm down. Calm down. Every, every, look, the professionalism needs to be upped in, in, in this industry. You've got a lot of guys and gals that at the end of the day, they don't really care what people think about them. Mm. And that's not going to work long term. Yeah. You it, you may be the best installer since sliced bread, yeah. but if people don't respect you, who cares? It's you're yeah. not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that the same people come up all the time and get referred and asked questions to, and it's because they're willing to have patience and and work with you, and they're going to answer those questions nicely. They're not going to get put off by them. Yeah, yeah. So there's. There's definitely, you know, I see them and I'm like, oh, why again? But then I'm like, wait, this is a great opportunity. Look, I have this podcast link I can post now. I can put this out there. Hey, why don't you listen to this? Maybe I get a listener out of it. Maybe I don't. But at least the answer is there. That's it. That's it. I love it. I love it. What What else are you looking forward to doing with your podcast? Do you have any plans or any, you know, any anything in the future? Um, Man, I would love for it to start generating me a little bit of income. To okay. be honest, um, I'd, I'd love to try and monetize it a little bit, get it to generate me a couple bucks. Yeah. Um, I would love to do a like uh, a convention, to be honest. I the, Phoenix in the summer is absolutely miserable, <laughs> but the rates at hotels and stuff are dirt cheap. And I figure if you do a convention, you're probably not going to want to go outside a whole lot. You're going to get to that hall or whatever you're doing and do your little seminars and, and whatnot. So it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't know that there's a lot of flooring stuff going on in June as it is. So maybe that's the time to do it. Um, definitely not this year. Hopefully I can get something to start putting together for next year. But um, I'd love to try and put something together. And it's not... <clears throat> I want to make it all education based. You mm -hmm. know, I, I want to be able to have guys come out. You know, it seems like scribing's the new big thing for for tile. So let's have somebody that's doing awesome scribe work come out and do like a two hour, three hour class on that. And then we can have somebody come out and do some carpet stuff. And, you know, I'm not just a I'm not the tile guy. I'm not a wood floor guy. I'm honestly, dude, I, I do laminate vinyl plank and engineered hardwood. All of them click together for the most part. Engineered hardwood slides together in glue. I'm not doing anything fancy, but I have respect for what everyone's doing. And I want to be able to work with everybody because just learning about it is what's appealing to me. And so yeah. I, I want to be able to get everyone together. And it's going to, if you're able to go in a home to me and, pitch to your client that hey i got a guy that can take care of that for you or you at least know enough about another area to get them pointed in the right direction it better sells your business so when people are asking me like hey do you do, you do carpet i don't but you know what are your questions about it i can probably help get you started and pointed towards somebody that's going to take care of that so i want to make more well-rounded individuals and i think by being able to come to something like that and see what other people are doing it might give you ideas for your own industry as well yeah very cool very cool i you know i encourage you to do that and let me know if i can help in any any way shape or form i think you know um you know organizing a a, a flooring tile convention like that is is something that i'm also interested in and, mm -hmm. and uh, i i actually did a a, a short one a, a little one day um just business education event 
in, uh, in last September in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We, we did it uh, at the Mall of America of all places. And we had a great little thing. We, uh, a great little room we were all in. There was about 45 of us and we could see the, the mall, the center of the mall with all the roller coasters and stuff. Uh, Ron Nash taught pretty much the whole class um, mm-hmm. negotiation. Uh, Lady Creek sponsored that event. So it's definitely doable. And I encourage you to chase that dream, Kyle. I, I know a lot of us would be interested in flying out to Phoenix in June. Um, you know, we're basically, like you said, we're going to go from the airport to the hotel in an air conditioned taxi, uh, Uber, I should say. <laughs> right. And there's, look, I mean, there's stuff to do, but, you know, I'm not trying to do it. Um, I also know that's kind of the busy season for people, but hey, maybe we inspire people to build up crews so you can run around and play a little bit and have a business generating income still. Um, yeah. So, well, and you've got the, you've got your virtual summit coming together, which is kind of the same thing. You just plan it virtually. So, I mean, there's guys doing it. Um, there's the guy that runs, I don't know his name. You will, um, that runs mud and he's built that up from something very small, I'm sure. So he'd probably be a good resource. And yeah, Mario Garcia and, and uh, Austin or, uh, uh, Dustin over there. And, um, yeah, I think they started a few years ago, maybe four years ago. And in fact, they started with Jason McDaniel in uh, somewhere over there in Fresno or something like that. 